Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Armstrong and Getty here, and the real estate market is about as crazy as it's ever been. I mean, it's just none of the old rules apply anymore. Everything's different. You gotta, you, you need expert advice. And there will be a new set of new rules next week, too, probably. That's why you have to get great real estate representation. Good or bad or mediocre will no longer do. Give Robert Millward a call. Robert's with Intero Real Estate now at 204-9493. Maybe you're thinking about selling. What's your house worth? Get a good solid number instead of a wild guess. Maybe you're not upside down anymore because, as Jack said, the rules are changing. Who can get approved for a short sale? Who can get approved for a mortgage? Call 204-9493. 204-9493. Talk to the only guy I'd use. Or go to JoeGettysRealtor.com. That's JoeGettysRealtor.com. But uh, coming up, um, I have a tip for shoplifting. 
Oh, good. A handy tip for shoplifting <laughs> that I learned over the weekend. Again, we're going to have to start talking more during the commercials about what you're proposing to talk about. It was urinal troughs before, now it's shoplifting. Somebody said there's a video out there of a I, guy. Uh, never mind white supremacists. I disavow this show. I disavow. <laughs> Somebody said there's a video out there of a guy trying to wash his hands in the urinal using the urinal cake. Oh, boy. <laughs> and apparently oh, that happens boy. with the foreigners a lot. We got some uh, texts from people who had troughs at their business, and foreign population thought they were for washing your hands. Because they're unfamiliar with the technology. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, it's kind of antiquated, really. And Wells Fargo's in trouble again. No, stop it. Really? Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Isn't this like the 11th week in a row? Unbelievable. Please welcome the Armstrong and Getty Show. Lauren Cooley, Red Alert Politics. The University of Florida president has given the go-ahead to white nationalist leader Richard Spencer to speak at the university. That should be uh, jazzy. Lauren, welcome. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me on. So, listen, this is uh, this is a surprisingly uh, courageous uh, standing up for the, the First Amendment from uh, this college uh, executive, huh? Yeah, you know, he's almost in a position where he can't win because... First of all, we always want to stand up for free speech. Our country, you know, is founded on the idea that everyone can have their own opinion. It's especially important in higher education. But on well, maybe top of that, you believe that, that, but we're surrounded by a bunch of people who don't believe that. I mean, yeah, I, I believe that you, you do. Yeah, yeah, that's good. But <laughs> I don't think we do always want to stand up for free speech. That doesn't apply to everyone. But go ahead. Back to the no win. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Well, so so the idea though is that even if let's say he wants to ban uh, Richard Spencer from the campus, he really can't. Um, in Florida, there's uh, very specific rules that they have to offer this space because it's a public university. And so the idea is, as long as any individual comes and pays the the fee and signs the paperwork, um, they're allowed to use that space. And so. It really comes down to a, a no-win situation for University of Florida, where even if they wanted to ban him, uh, they wouldn't be able to. God, I got it. How soon is the uh, event scheduled? Do you know? So it's supposed to be on September 12th. Um, that's pending the paperwork being signed. And so uh, I did a little research into this, and apparently they haven't told the National Policy Institute, which is Richard Spencer's organization, they haven't told them how much the security fee will be. I think because they were assuming it's, there's, there will be riots. But then, of course, what we saw this weekend is that there's going to be probably, hypothetically, an absurd amount of uh, protests and riots going on if he was to come to campus. Well, yeah. So I don't they're, know how... they're working with security right now to figure out how much should they be charging and then oh, boy. they well, actually deter him from coming to campus because they decide to charge so much. Right, exactly. Well, that's the way the, you know they've done it uh, on the West Coast a bunch of times. You just... You, you make it clear as the people that want to stop free speech that, hey, we're going to make it ugly if they show up. And then the campus decides, well, we can't afford the security. We'll or, charge them $5.6 million for their security fee, yeah, right? And, and then that so ends the speech. Right, the heckler's veto, yeah, exactly. as they call it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, gosh. we gotta uh, figure this. we got to figure this out as a country. We just have to figure this out. Because right now, free speech is being stopped. And I don't, I don't know what the answer is. Well, the the best answer would be if you think this white uh, nationalist is an idiot, let him come speak to his dozen people that show up and then leave town having accomplished nothing. And pretty soon he'll stop coming because it's not doing any good because his message ain't right. selling. Right. I always say the, the, the solution to bad speech or hate speech is more speech. And I think one of the things that students are talking about 
at the University of Florida and really students across the state of Florida is the idea of not doing counter protests, which can become violent, but doing counter events that are pro-Israel that show, you know, what true conservative values are. Um, I also know that there's um, some debate going on with the university policy that um, at campus buildings have to give first priority to students. So there's talk about students trying to book every single venue on campus um, on September 12th so that uh, Richard Spencer can't come on campus because obviously priority goes to students. And so I think when it comes to these battles of free speech, we should be doing more speech to counter the ideas we don't like, not less. Fair enough. Or, you know, as Jack pointed out, you can just ignore them and they'll go away. You know, there's some things you can't ignore because they grow, but... Some of these yahoos I don't think are in that category. Um, And you just, by going crazy and making a huge deal out of it, you give them weight that I don't think they deserve. Uh, Lauren Cooley, uh, editor for Red Alert Politics. Lauren, good to talk to you. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, you got it. Yeah, so clearly it's obvious how this is going to play out. I mean, it's going to be... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll hit him with a ginormous fee. And And he'll say, I can't afford a million dollars for security. And they'll Mm -hmm. say, well, you can't come in. And then that'll be the end of it. And then so... That will not be the end of it. I'll bet they decide to show up to local place, local park, local intersection, whatever. And then the two armies show up with their clubs and pepper spray and beat the hell out of each other again. Probably. Probably right. Uh, I also wonder with some of these people, do they believe what they're saying? I'm sure some of them do, but I think some of them are just like the attention or power or chicks or whatever they're getting out of it. On, on which side? On, on the like uh, the, the 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 clanny side yeah, of this? Yeah, I think, well, I think they believe it. Well, some of them do, but I think so, I wonder if all of them do. I don't know. Some of them are just joiners. You know how it is. You well, know. like Fred Phelps and his God hates fags thing. Does, oh, does he God. really care about that that much, or does he just build his brand and he's just a crazy person? Well, yeah. I th- well, it could be both. I mean, he's a crazy person, mm. and he really believes it, and he's trying to build his brand. But no, I think I think they believe it. I've run into plenty of people who believe Looney Tunes crap throughout my life. That, That's true. Yeah, I take them at their word. So here's uh, here's a tip for shoplifting. Um, cause I bought a pair of jeans over the weekend and, uh, the, the chick forgot to take the little plastic thing off of them when I, uh, paid for them. And for some reason, the beeper didn't go off when I walked out the door. Whoops. So I got that plastic thing on there that they got that special little clip to take off. Yep. And, um, it'd be a criminal genius to get that thing off. And it says right on there, do not remove, could cause a serious injury. Oh. And then I'd heard... An urban, I, what I always wondered if it was true or an urban legend, that ink will squirt out, so it'll ruin your clothes. Ah, yes. It'll show you, you shoplifting bastard. And I thought, is that true, or is that like, you know, if you pee in the pool, it'll turn blue? Because that's not true. That is an urban legend. <laughs> oh, thanks. Legend. Thanks. So you've done the test yourself, <laughs> have you? I've peed in pools all across this great land, and it's never, no. Uh, no, it's just, it's, you know, look on Snopes. It's not true. So um, I just wondered if the ink thing was true. So I went and got my bolt cutters. Because I thought, I'm taking this off myself. I'm not driving back to the damn store. Um, by the way, you ever used a serious pair of bolt cutters? Like the, the Mondo ones you can get? Yeah. These are like this big and they're really heavy. You can go through a, a, a padlock in like, well, it's like cutting paper. You don't, a child could do it. The, the fact that you have a padlock on anything and feel like, well, now that's safe, is ridiculous. Mm. <laughs> For anybody who's got a bolt cutter, it's like locking a glass door. I mean, anyway, um, you're eliminating the less ambitious 
percentage of criminals. Yeah. Yeah, well, like, you... locks aren't designed to keep criminals out. They're designed to keep honest people honest. You're just making it a, a, a step degree more difficult than but just it, whoop, it scooping is, something up. It is a six-inch hurdle, though. I mean, if you've ever used a bolt cut or something, because you can go around just snapping off locks, bike locks, chain, whatever you want to do, just all day long. Um, but anyway, so I cut the thing off quite easily. It was, well, it wasn't easy. Those things are pretty strong. If you're just if you're just in a dressing room trying to steal some clothes, you'd have to have something pretty serious. Mm-hmm. A pair of pliers isn't going to do it. Uh, you'd need big old bolt cutters, and I think if you walk into the gap with a big pair of bolt cutters, <laughs> they're going to keep their eye on you. Probably so, yeah. And it, they're squoshed down, right? So it's tough to come yeah. between the material and yeah. uh, what you need to clip. Pretty yeah. well designed. Yeah. But anyway, I did cut it off, and then green ink did squirt out everywhere. So that's not a that's you're, not an urban seriously? myth. Yeah, that's not an urban myth. Yeah, some really funky green ink squirted out everywhere. Wow, did it ruin your jeans? Well, they're cheap, crappy jeans. I bought them to be work jeans, so I didn't oh, I care. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it squirted out everywhere, so it's true. Wow. Yeah. I'll be dang. I didn't figure it was. Oh. I figured that was just a joke. Ruined. <laughs> but you don't care. So now you're Mr. Green Jeans. You just walk around with green splotch in your jeans. Yeah. Where is it? Right on the crotch. Oh. <laughs> Stop it. It is. Is it? Didn't you see the picture I tweeted? No. That thing was right on the zipper crotch oh, area. Good. Right there. And I cut it off, and now it's all green. It's like. good luck. <laughs> <laughs> you're leaking you're link- some sort of green fluid, dude. Come on, I want to get that checked. <laughs> but it talks, but it don't wow. At least it's not yellow or a different color. Uh, every, every joke that comes to mind is wildly inappropriate, so maybe I'll just pass. The most expensive house ever listed in America is up for sale, and you've seen it a thousand times, among other things coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Trump has not put the White House for sale. The most expensive house in America that's for sale that you've seen a thousand times. Coming up. That's interesting. Maybe I'll make a bid. It's got um, a 70-foot pool. That's a long pool. 70 feet. Yeah, that's that's a long pool. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I don't think a pool length a lot. 50 meters like Olympic size, size right? I don't know. Yeah. So that's, that's all right. So that's a really big 50, 70. I don't care. I'm not buying it anyway. I'm buying care. that $27 million lot on Pebble Beach. Mm. What am I made of money? Come on now. Oh, speaking of money, this is really an interesting story. Uh, you're, if you if you are familiar at all with the Bay Area of California and the extended Bay Area, South Bay, et cetera, homeless, the, 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 the Silicon Valley, um, you know, East Palo Alto is not. It's it's a place where a lot of not rich people live, um, a lot of minorities. And that's you know it's just it's not like you're gleaming. You got to be a zillionaire to live there. Part of you know that part of the world. So it's the other side from Shallow Alto. Uh yes. <laughs> uh, the other side of the tracks, as it were. Um, this is really an interesting story from uh, KPIX Five TV. Uh, the CBS uh, people in uh, San Francisco. Uh, when school starts next week in East Palo Alto, families will be able to unload their clothes on campus 
Um, and for many in the dis- in the working class community, they're stress. Here's what they're trying to say. The Ravenswood City School District just installed a washer and dryer at one of the middle schools so parents can do laundry free of charge with donated detergent. What? Why are you doing your laundry at school? Well, I think the free part is a big part of it, too. I'm so excited, said parent Lucy Barron, because I feel like this is the first time this ever happened. I have never seen this before. What, doing laundry at school? Yeah, that is the first time this has happened that I've heard of. It's a big impact for the families, for the community that I know, even for myself. oil changes for your car? I mean, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And they make the case, a lot of poor families, I mean, like uh, Ms. Barron has six children. Wow. She and her husband rent the garage of her parents' East Palo Alto home for 1500 bucks a month. If you have six kids, don't live in the most expensive area in America. <sighs> they rent a garage for 1500 bucks a month. God dang it, you have six kids and you live in one of the most expensive areas in the world. And I presume that they all live out there, so that's eight people living in a garage. She goes to the laundromat twice a week and spends at least $80 each time. Why are her parents making her pay to live in the garage? (laughs) I mean, if you're down, if my kids are down on their luck, you got, you've, you've, you've decided to have six kids. You can't afford to live anywhere and you, you must live in this expensive area. I'll let you stay in my garage and park on the driveway. I won't charge you $1,500. No way. I'm paying them. (laughs) Seriously. You're living in my house. You're paying rent. Seriously. Once you're out of college, if you're working, you're paying rent. So I disagree with you on that. <laughs> but I could live without the garage. Hmm? Well, that's not the point. You're not going to freeload off of me. You want to live in Palo Alto? All right. I'll let you. Well, East Palo Alto. I'll let you sleep in my garage. How much? But it'll cost you. How about you don't live there, period? Here's a bucket to poo in. Uh, let's see. The 36-year-old uh, Baron, mother six You take out the trash and keep the mice away? You can live in my garage as long as you want. Um, let's see, is that, where was I, with that money, I believe I can buy me more food, more shoes for the kids, more clothing, so it's going to save me a lot, she added. So what are free oil changes at the at the school? Sure, yeah, yeah, or we're already feeding everybody through the schools, through the Department of Agriculture. Uh, let's see, earlier this year, uh, KPIX5 brought you the story of homeless children in Silicon Valley. Many of them crammed into rundown RVs and cars. In February, one third of the three thousand plus students in this district were homeless. Th- one third of the students are homeless today. That number has grown to forty-five percent, according to the district. Now, I, I got to admit, you are—you have to reapproach education if if almost half your students are homeless. What? That's insane. That's completely insane. I don't, how is this not a bigger story? How does society end up structured that way? Only when you've got a safety net would it structure itself that way. Because if you couldn't afford a home in an area, you would move somewhere where you could afford a home. Right. You wouldn't live in your car. Well, listen to this. These must be if like super... Go if you've got $1,500 to spend on a garage... There are places you can live where that would get you an apartment or a duplex. Move there. I will never understand people's need to live in an expensive locale while they're poor. It makes no sense to me. Move somewhere cheaper. 
Here come the emails. How can they move? They don't have any money. Well, you should have thought of that before you had six kids in one of the most expensive places in the world. Or when you were like 22 years old. Can I afford to live here or not? I can't. I think I'll move somewhere else. The appliances cost the district about $8,000. That's got to be like super industrial washers and dryers. Sounds like it. Obviously. The plumbing and installation added another $2,000. But the uh, superintendent, Gloria Hernandez-Goff, believes it's a worthwhile investment in the community. And having these amenities at the school also saves parents time. Many of them struggle to find the means to haul loads of laundry to the often crowded limited laundromats in town. So you've got a washer and a dryer, and that's going to cut down on time? What was that? Because there aren't enough laundromats? That's insane. What was that sentence you just did? Who wrote this story? So the laundromats are too... It's too much work to take your clothes to the laundromat? And there are just there, there are a limited number of them. There's only a washer and a dryer at the school. That's a pretty limited number. In fact, next to there aren't any, that's the most limited number of washers you can have. Yeah. One. we got to stick to our primary purpose of school. you got to teach people letters and numbers, and uh, you're going to have to figure out your laundry on your own. And I think you should figure out your eating on your own. District plans to install washers and dryers in all eight schools this school year. Uh, it's paying for the appliances and relying on funding from the you know what doing Chan this... Zuckerberg Initiative and local churches. Okay, you know what this does though? This just keeps people who can't afford to live in that area around longer. Instead of right. society restructuring the way it would if you had more natural market forces. Yeah, I suppose. A I mean... hundred years ago, people wouldn't have continued to live in New York City. <laughs> when you couldn't afford to live there, you'd have moved west. You'd have spit on a windshield and rubbed it around with a rag. Now you're in rural Ohio and you found a job and it's much cheaper to live there. Yeah. But nobody does that anymore. You stay put, no matter how expensive it is. It's crazy. Yeah, it is a little odd. But if uh, old uh, Chan Zuckerberg Initiative and local churches want to pay for this stuff, I don't know, more power to you. It's odd, though. It's an odd deal we got going here. So but now you can get three meals a day at the school? year-round, seven days a week, and do your laundry there. Right. What's the school end up going to end up being? Putting trailers out back and people live there. I mean, look, if you're if you got 45% homeless students, at some point, you, you given the mindset that has you install washers and dryers and feed the kids and the rest of it all the time, you got to provide them with housing, right? Well, yeah. There's no put ends. trailers out If there. you're going to start this whole safety net with tiny holes socialism thing, it just keeps building on itself. Sure. Yeah. So soon the government center, the school center, will be where you live and, and, and eat and do your laundry and the rest of it. Why do you think a lot of people use the Bay Area for an example? Why are there a million people spending 45 minutes in their car each direction every day in the Bay Area? Because they like traffic. Because they love traffic. That's right. They like to move slowly in cars and use their brakes a lot. No, perhaps it's because they can't afford to live in the city. They've decided it's a lot cheaper to live out here, but I make my salary, so I drive back and forth. It's inconvenient. It takes up a lot of my time. Mm-hmm. It's expensive, but I come out in the head. No, 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 no. No, they should provide whatever you need in the city that you want to live in so you can stay there. That's crazy. That's obviously undoable. You know, I... uh Maybe it's just my mood over the weekend. Having watched some of the mayhem, I was aware of it all, but I had a really busy day Saturday in a good way. I was doing family stuff. We were getting jobs done and 
Um, dealing with little D who's heading off to college and the rest of it, a lot of family time and my, my sister and her man came up for a little visit and the rest of it. And, and, uh, maybe it's that experience of that dichotomy, the brutality. And I would, I would like take a glance at social media and everybody's bitterly angry, hurling accusations at each other and, and us or whatever. And I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm mopping the kitchen floor. I don't know what the hell I have to do with any of this, but, um, I'm looking at these stories, and I'm feeling like, all right, good luck. Good luck. I'm going to watch it unfold with interest. I'm, I just I have no energy to like, advocate against it or for it anymore. I just think the world's got too nuts. So I'm just going to watch the human zoo. I'm going to go to the human zoo and watch the animals uh, eat each other. <laughs> this is a zoo without walls. We put the lions with the impalas in my zoo. Here's a good tweet. Crocodiles with wild hogs, let it go. Twitter is great because it makes you feel like you're always right in the middle of the worst thing currently happening in the world. <laughs> yep, that is good. Yeah, that is good. Uh, somebody wanted to know, what are the? I want the numbers behind the numbers, how they define homeless. That's the first thing I thought, too, when you said that. Their definition of homeless is probably similar. Yeah, you got a home. That's how you define it. I'll bet it's broader than that. It's probably similar. Where's your home? I don't got one. That's it's, a homeless person. It's probably similar to the definition of hungry. Oh. If you have been at all possibly hungry... Or if you think you might be hungry once in the next year, you suffer from hunger. Right. I wonder if the homeless thing is similar. They're they're home insecure. Right. Uh, what's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, President Trump is expected to make statements to the press at any moment now about the violence in Charlottesville. We've got new moves against North Korea and today's Taylor Swift butt-grabbing trial update. Coming up oh, minutes finally. Oh, yeah. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Yeah, there's been a resolution, so we got to bring you that. That's wrong of us. It was the trial of the century that lasted two days. Can I pay a dollar and grab her other cheeky? <laughs> wow. Well, we'll wait till the results uh, are, are, are shared with the world. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Yeti Show. You know, the battle online over what you can look at the eclipse through... Is could be its own TV show. I really <laughs> wish I could pit all you together in a room. It'd be very entertaining. Wow. Mm-hmm. Very entertaining. Uh, that's the, one of the best things about social media, how people can get into arguments about the craziest things and settle into camps and then start bringing their documentation. And, and immediate anger, too. Oh, Really obviously. angry about welding that, glasses. That goes without saying. That's right. <laughs> you know, all I really, 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 really want to see is a total eclipse of the sun. That's what I say. Two, three, four. I don't have that queued up. Oh, what? I'm sorry. I, did, I thought we were We're going to use it every day for... Oh, all right, all right. Oh, that hurt. You know, we can't expect you to be a mind reader, Michael. We just thought it was so obvious that, you know, you'd pick up on it. I bet we could hire Bonnie Tyler to stand in the corner and sing every time we bring up Total Eclipse. She'd probably be happy. <laughs> now, that's a total Sounds eclipse. Sounds very needy. Completely, yeah. Yeah, I'd say. 
Uh, news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump back at the White House expected to speak at any minute again about the clashes in Charlottesville, Virginia. We'll go to that live because uh, is this a press conference or is he just going to walk out and give a speech? All we're hearing is he's going to speak about it. He's going to talk with reporters about it. So I don't know if there's going to be Q&A or he's just going to come out and read. He's I been, disavow! He's been doing these... Sad! Mi- <laughs> <laughs> he's been doing these mini press conferences which are kind of interesting. He goes out unannounced, and then somebody will shout a question, and he just starts answering it. I mean, it's not... And then 20 minutes later, his people are trying to drag him off, and he's just chatting. Yeah, and I think it's been refreshing and cool. Yeah, it's got to bother his handlers. But, uh, so, yeah, and Sarah Huckabee's got a sign saying, last question, last question, and he just keeps going for like an hour. (laughs) Yeah. He nods and says, yes, I see, Sarah, yes. Uh All right, President Trump, though, is firing back at Merck's CEO, Kenneth Frazier, who abruptly resigned from his manufacturing council, the president's manufacturing council. He is resigning, he says, as a matter of personal conscience, as a rejection of expressions of hatred and bigotry. Vincent Nicholas, official President Trump tweet reader with the Trumpian oh, message. There's the Trumpian Trump oh, right there. Go All right, here comes the Trumpian message. You're ready, the president... And it sounds something like this. Team about trade policy and major tax cuts and reform. We are renegotiating trade deals and making them good for the American. Here's what I don't get. Make so, America great again. So when you step to the podium and you know the whole country's watching, just talk about one thing. Right. What, what is the say something else thing? Is that just you, you figure you got the eyeballs you want to exactly. do it? Exactly. Exactly. Are you a racist? If he throws it in at the end, nobody will hear it. Oh, so yeah, you lead with it. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Okay, back to the president. Worker, and it's about time. Our economy is now strong. The stock market continues to hit record highs. Unemployment is at a 16-year low, and businesses are more optimistic than ever before. We should probably set the scene. He walked out in a Klan robe. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, you're not bringing people together at all. So Hillary wouldn't I'm be wearing ask a Klan you, robe. Let the president speak and keep your little comments to yourself. He didn't. He's wearing a suit and tie. Come on, DVR. You can do it. Hold on. Yeah. But he's moving you, back to the United States and bringing many thousands of jobs with them. We have already created over one million jobs since I took office. We will be discussing economic issues in greater detail later this afternoon. But based on the events that took place over the weekend in Charlottesville, Virginia, I would like to provide the nation with an update on the ongoing federal response to the horrific attack and violence that was witnessed by everyone. I just met with FBI Director Christopher Wray and Attorney General Jeff Sessions. The Department of Justice has opened a civil rights investigation into the deadly car attack that killed one innocent American and wounded 20 others. To anyone who acted criminally in this weekend's racist violence, you will be held fully accountable. Justice will be delivered. As I said on Saturday, we condemn in the strongest possible terms this egregious display of hatred, bigotry, and violence. It has 
no place in America. And as I have said many times before, no matter the color of our skin, we all live under the same laws. We all salute the same great flag. And we are all made by the same almighty God. We must love each other, show affection for each other, and unite together in condemnation of hatred, bigotry, and violence. We must rediscover the bonds of love and loyalty that bring us together as Americans. Racism is evil, and those who cause violence in its name are criminals and thugs, including the KKK, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and other hate groups that are repugnant to everything we hold dear as Americans. We are a nation founded on the truth that all of us are created equal. We are equal in the eyes of our Creator. We are equal under the law. And we are equal under our Constitution. Those who spread violence in the name of bigotry strike at the very core of America. Two days ago, a young American woman, Heather Hare, was tragically killed. Her death fills us with grief, and we send her family our thoughts, our prayers, and our love. We also mourn the two Virginia State Troopers who died in service to their community, their commonwealth, and their country. Troopers Jay Cullen and Burke Bates exemplify the very best of America, and our hearts go out to their families, their friends, and every member of American law enforcement. These three fallen Americans embody the goodness and decency of our nation. In times such as these, America has always shown its true character, responding to hate with love, division with unity, and violence with an unwavering resolve for justice. As a candidate, I promise to restore law and order to our country, and our federal law enforcement agencies are following through on that pledge. We will spare no resource in fighting so that every American child can grow up free from violence and fear. We will defend and protect the sacred rights of all Americans, and we will work together so that every citizen in this blessed land is free to follow their dreams in their hearts and to express the love and joy in their souls. Thank you. God bless you, and God bless America. Thank you very much. But do you disavow? Seemed a little equivocal to me. <laughs> are you happy now? I don't know why he didn't say that on Saturday, exactly, but, but yeah. are you happy now? Yeah. He mentioned the names. He said racism is evil. Is he done with it? Sad. Is he done with it? Is that going to please people? Is he done with it? Yes. Is he done with this issue? Are the people who make their living on whipping this sort of thing up done with it? Absolutely not. Hmm. What are you going to say? What are you going to? What, what is someone going to say now? They'll do one more round of "Was it good enough?" Like you just did. Why You're is, part of it. I why did it kidding. take so long? Like that sort of thing oh, will God. be very common. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. He could have. Well, as as is often the case with Trump, he could make his life so much easier. If you're willing to say that on Monday morning, you should have said it on Saturday. You wouldn't have had to deal with 48 hours of bad coverage, including a whole bunch of Republicans coming out and saying, "Ah, eh, he didn't go far enough." Uh, you know, right? I, I don't know. But he, I think he, at his core, 
honestly believes as long as he's in the news, it's a positive. No matter what. Mm. Uh, what you got anything else for us, Marshall? I'll tell you what. I'll wrap it up very quickly with the jury in the Taylor Swift groping trial. Oh, yes. Hearing the closing arguments today in Denver, Friday, the judge dismissed former disc jockey David Mueller's defamation suit against the pop star. Well, what I'm... does that mean? Dismiss it? That sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> Determining that uh, Mueller uh, did not uh, did not prove Taylor was personally responsible for getting him fired after the 2013 meet and greet in which he allegedly groped the singer. So, but Grabbed so, her bare hiney. Yes. But then what are closing arguments about? I thought well, it was over. Well, the deal is Mueller was also suing Swift. Then her mother, Andrea, and her radio liaison, Frank Handler, for $3 million. Taylor has been removed from that part, but the mom and the handler still uh, involved in the suit, still okay. being sued. So they're wrapping it up today. She's countersuing for a dollar. A dollar, yes. Something tells me she's going to get old uh, George's portrait on a little piece of paper. I like her chances. Could be at the DJ's last dollar, too. Oh, my. Yes. Going to be washing his clothes down at the school. You now too can I win have... my last dollar uh, if you call her seven. <laughs> now all I have is station T-shirts. <laughs> Anybody want a bumper sticker red? <laughs> I'm covering his genitals and bumper stickers. <laughs> uh, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. So, the most expensive house ever for sale that you've seen a thousand times, the house from the Beverly Hillbillies, is for sale for $350 million. I didn't even know that was a real house. But it's a real house, and uh, like from the opening credits, I guess. And yeah, well, I don't know if they were using the house when they'd shoot the scenes or not. Well, I I saw a picture of the house the other day, and it's big enough they could shoot at one end. You'd never know they were there sure. if you're at the other end. Oh yeah, it's a huge place, but uh, it's only changed hands twice since it was built in the 30s. It's a three hundred and fifty million dollar house. Somebody bought it in the eighties for eighteen million. Wow, man, that's a profit. Yeah, I'd say. If you're willing to sit on it that long, and mm-hmm. I'd imagine the upkeep's rather uh, expensive. Ooh, yeah, can't even imagine. Um, uh, we don't have a lot of time, do we, Michael? We none, have a none little. Of us, no, we none have, of like, us. We have to start like oh, right now. Stop it. None of us do, Joe. I accidentally what? said Jew instead of Joe. Oh my God, the bigotry! The I disavow. Bigotry. Do you? You said it. Now you disavow. Long. I took too long to disavow. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Why did it take so long, huh? I drunk my feet. Uh, here's our guest announcer. How long does this go? Here's this final thoughts with Armstrong and Kendall. <sighs> you know, like a lot of things I've seen in my life, I, uh, the concept was good. The execution. Uh, mm. Here's your hostful final thoughts, Joe Getty. Final thought, Michelangelo, lead us off. I got to be quick. So for the eclipse, just use beer goggles or swim goggles to look at it. I really don't care. If you hadn't said I gotta be quick, he wouldn't need to be so quick. Vincent, what's your final thought? <laughs> Band name of the day goes to Jack Armstrong for the six inch hurdles, but bond of the day goes to Vincent Nichols. Very impressive here for layoff to Jazz Cabbage Willie. <laughs> Marshall <laughs> Phillips. What is your final thought? Out of my way, folks. I'm heading to buy Powerball tickets. See ya. Oh, yes.
Uh, Jack, what is your... I'm sorry, huh, huh. Positive Sean, final yeah, thought. Just a quick uh, happy birthday to South Park. Turned 20 years old today. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. 20. I, I am thrilled to be alive during the same time as Matt Parker and Trey Stone. Wow, Trey 20, Parker and Matt Stone. 20 years. Uh, Jack, do you have a final thought for us? That woman's voice reminded me of my five-year-old when he's out of toilet paper and he's in the bathroom. I'll hear him yelling, Toilet paper! I need toilet paper! <laughs> toilet paper! <laughs> he yells it just like that, which makes his brother laugh really, really hard. Well, uh, final thought for me, if I have time for this. Uh, in Poland, they're more worried about Russia than the U.S. by 65 to 15. In Greece, they're more worried about the U.S. by 44 to 24. Any reference to Europe as a unified body is fairly ridiculous. Greece is worried, more worried about the United States than the, the Russians? Yeah, 20-point gap. What are they afraid we're going to do? Give them a whacking. Exercise the military option like the president said about Venezuela. Nobody could figure out what he was talking about. So Trump disavowed the KKK... The neo-Nazis. Do you leave anybody off the list today? Or is it good for a while? The JCs. Little League Baseball. <laughs> he didn't and mention David, David Duke. Duke. That, somebody will mention that. That'll be brought up on MSNBC yeah, all day long. Okay. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. So many people to hit on the head with clubs. Thank you for being here. Go to armstrongandgettyradio.com. Drop us a line. Let us know what you think about this whole mess if you want. We'll see you manana. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over. The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye-bye. And he said, wow, bro, you must surf. And I said, uh, yeah. And that was the first of many lies that I told to get to where I am today. Thank you. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.